You got an Alexa Riley book, and you've got the Alexa Riley duo midweek this week. So we're just going to keep shoving stuff in your face. <laughs> we had Tessa asked in the group. You asked in the group, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I asked in the group to send us their nightmare roommate stories. And let me tell you, a lot of these were terrible. Like, they're, like <laughs> you guys had to live with some really shitty people, and I'm sorry. One of the funny ones I saw on the comments in the headquarters group. Oh, God. I want to, like, say it exactly how she did. Oh, she said, I was a roommate with my ex-husband for two years. Actually, not horrible, (laughs) which I thought, I mean, that was pretty positive. Like, good for her. One of the ones I thought that was really funny, it says, um, Stephanie commented, she said, when I was in college, my roommate would constantly bring random dudes back to our room to fuck. Five five out of seven nights, I'd wake up with her screeching during sex. She would always claim that they had teeny peckers, so I would ask why she was screaming like they were killing her. And why she, and why would she say it was it to make, she said it would, she said it was to make them feel better. I was so grateful she left before the first semester ended. I think the funniest time was when she got up to clean up once after her date, quote unquote, peed all over the bed and then walked out. I mean, I mean, that may have been well-deserved, is all I'm saying, so. You know what? Now that I think about it, well, we're talking about roommates, because this week is called Birds and Roommates. Uh-huh. That I, too, had a roommate that once pissed on me. No! And he still lives with me, and he won't back. <laughs> is this your son? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I've never gotten peed on, though. Oh, my God. You say, that seems to happen to you on the regular, though. <laughs> You're just like, oh, look, I'm getting peed on again. Oh, well. No, it's just pee. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. I'm like, wait, I have two really terrible roommates sometimes. <laughs> Your children. I know. Well, I had a roommate. She used to babysit this little girl. One time I came home and the little girl was there and she was like, hey, we went into your room. And I was like, what? And she was like, we looked through all your stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's some actual bullshit. And of course, my roommate was like, no, we didn't know you. I was like, you fucking liar. You're guilty as shit right now. So, yeah. I don't think I, I never lived with anybody except my parents. And then, if I was with a guy. Yeah. I, like, uh, the only official roommate I ever had was her. It was the one time. And then I I was like, well, that was enough for me. But, like, my sister had a few roommates in college. And, I mean, most of them were pretty cool. Like, you know, thankfully, I think she got some good ones. So, I don't know. I mean, I know there's there apparently is a ton of horror stories out there, though, according to the headquarters group. So, <laughs> count your stars. Count, count your blessings. I had, we had a friend that lived with us for a long time. I don't know. Does that count as a roommate? If he sure. You? Yeah. Yeah. I know. He's come and gone a few times. Like, it's sad. He just moved out again. I'm like. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. That was, so, he moved out? I was so sad. Yeah. He was like, I'm moving out. I'm like. Really? Why? <laughs> uh, why are you leaving? I mean, in the time I'm... Like, is this going to be like when my kids grow up? Is this 
how I'm going to be. Yes, it's like it's going to be exactly like that. I think the time I've known you, he's lived with you a couple of different times. And you're always like, it's great. The kids love him. Like, he, like we have such a good time. He's, like, part of the family. Yeah. He's, he's also not in the way. And he's, like, a lot of times I won't see him for a few days, actually. And then he's there helping me do stuff. And I'm like, where are you going? I <laughs> I've totally been momming him too, actually. Now that I think about it, maybe that's why he's I'm leaving. Like guilt tri- I'm guilt tripping him. That's why he's like, leaving. Peyton's, I was like texting the kids, keep talking about how they miss you. No, like, stop. I'm mom him. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my gosh! You know, we had an exchange student when I was young. I don't know why. For one summer, my parents, for whatever reason, were like let's get an exchange student from France. And so we got one and he was with us and like, he taught us a ton of cuss words. Like he was, I think he was a year or two older than my brother. He would like, I remember we were at our lake house and we were swimming and he got like this huge boner and I had never seen that before. And I was like, Oh my God. Like it was so awkward. And I remember being like, I'm just gonna go over here and like walked away like oh my god it just traumatized me I don't even like to think about it now like for whatever reason it just traumatized me (laughs) I know but yeah so we had like he learned a lot of English cuss words and he taught us a lot of French cuss words I do remember that and he loved to play video games and eat bread like plain white bread with cheese melted on it just ate it all the time God. It was like just plain white loaf bread with just like mozzarella cheese just melted out of the microwave all the time. I just thought that was so weird and random. But yeah, send us your roommate stories if you have a great one. <laughs> we talk more about it on... No, we talked about it on Monday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we usually keep them short through the week because you guys are waiting for more. Well, you should be waiting. You're just desperate. You're you damn well better and- be. It's our book this week. You better be excited. And don't forget, if you haven't um, checked out, the, the connecting characters are from The Virgin Husband and The Virgin Wife, which were released a while back. And now if you want the Asshole Brothers book, that is now live. And that is Pretty Virgin. Yep. So you're going to meet, uh, you met Jason yesterday, I think. And so, yeah, that book, Pretty Virgin's Live, if you want his story, go grab that up now. It's in Kindle Unlimited and 99 cents. Go find out why he's being an asshole. Yes. So we'll let you have the next installment, and then we'll see you on the other side. Later. Bye. Chapter 3. Gia. I sit in the same coffee shop where I first saw Marco as I watch the time slowly tick by. I glance at my phone screen, annoyed. It's only been another few minutes. I'm avoiding this which is something I'm not used to doing, but it's putting me on edge. But for some reason, when it comes to Marco, I have a knack for avoidance. The time has come to face this, because I promised it not only to myself, but him, too. It might have been a silent vow, but it still holds the same weight as if I told him the words. I'm staying away from my brothers for now, especially Jason. He'll be pounding down my door because mom won't be able to hold him back long. This is how it always plays out when I fight with them about something. First, Jason will come in playing bad cop, and then my youngest will be the good cop. My middle brothers will shift around, but I know they all tell each other what they're doing. I don't want to hear it because my family is loud and will drown out everyone around them. 
I'm not sure my brothers saw me slip from the room when they exploded after the mention of Marco's name. Both my mom and dad watched me as I slid from my chair and booked it out of there. My mom gave me a nod as I left, and I knew she understood. I wouldn't let whatever they had to say about Marco drown out what he needed to tell me. I find it hard to believe he doesn't know who I am if he knows my brothers. But I caught the edge of their words. Liar. Using you. Snake. Though my brothers said the words, I find them hard to believe. Glancing at my phone, I give up the fight and grab my bag. I can't be completely mad at Marco for keeping something from me, because I've been doing the same thing with him by not telling him how I feel. My mom not stopping me from leaving said a lot. We're alike, and she's just as determined as I am when it comes to what we want. She also knows I'm in love with Marco, and she was playing me with her innocent act while cooking. It makes me wonder if she knows who Marco is, since everyone else seems to. I don't make it to the front of my building before I see Jason standing there with his arms folded over his chest. It's clear he's ready to have it out with me. I'm not doing it, I tell him when he sees me. I put one hand up as I get closer to him, and I'm thankful I never gave any of my brothers a key to my place. This is why. They make themselves right at home, and if he wasn't out here, he'd be pacing in my apartment. One thing is sure, I want him gone. Marco will be coming over soon, and I want to be alone with him. Caroline is gone for the time being because she's off having her happily ever after. I'm kicking myself about giving her a hard time because I understand it now. She had so much faith in her man, and she knew in her gut that he was the one. Karma gave me an instant punch in the face on that one. Georgia, he never calls me that. Really? You're not dad, I toss back at him. Only my dad ever calls me by my given name. Hear me out, he pushes. I will. He smiles like he's won some fight over Marco, which pisses me off. After I talk to Marco, I say, and the smile drops instantly from his face. I have to fight a smirk because I'm trying to be an adult about this. Listen, he drops his arms when he sees his intimidation tactic isn't working. No, you listen. I let you all scare off every hanging dick that has come near me without really bitching about it. My brother's mouth falls open, and I keep on going. I know he won't stay quiet long because our family bounces back quick. This is different, and you need to look at me and see that. He stares at me for a long moment before he speaks. I'll be back. That's all he says as he stomps away. And it takes everything inside of me to not shout that he's not the Terminator. I take a breath and try to get it together before going inside my place. That was too easy, but I'll take it for now. 
When I step off the elevator onto my floor, I check the time again. Marco is always on time or early, so I know he'll be here soon. My heart is heavy because I miss him so much, and I know we have a lot of crap to talk about. But all I want to do is jump into his arms and tell him I love him. I want to kiss him and hear him say that back to me. I don't want to deal with all this crap with my family. I open the door to my apartment and pull my hair down. I drop my bag on the table, and I freeze when I see Marco standing there. His hands are in his pockets, and his expression is unreadable. His suit jacket is draped over the dining room chair, and his sleeves are unbuttoned and rolled up. Don't text me, Kay baby. That's not what I thought he was going to say. I stare at the handsome face of the man I know I'm going to marry, and I see how this is going to go down. Don't come at me with whatever mood this is. I fire back, waving my hands toward him, and he smirks. Did they call you? Yeah, he answers casually. And? Most men would be running scared, but he isn't. He's standing here looking as sexy as ever, and I really shouldn't be this turned on right now. I told your brother to fuck off. Which one? I ask as I take a step towards him. I'm enjoying it more than I should, and I would have loved to have seen their faces. All of them. A bark of laughter escapes me as he pulls his hands from his pockets and tosses his cell phone on the table. You let yourself in. I motion towards my door that I know was locked. As one of your brothers mentioned, my past has sketchy spots. I picked up a few things. I know how Marco grew up and I admire him for it. He's a fighter. But to hear one of them throw that in his face makes me boil. We came into this world given more than most, and our dad taught us to remember that others aren't so lucky. My dad worked hard to give us a good life, and they know better. Hell, dad's start in life wasn't much better than Marco's. Which one, I demand. If they thought they saw me mad before, They have no idea what's coming. Hmm. His hand comes up to his mouth to stroke his beard. I don't think it'll win me any favors if I rat one of them out. I don't know how he does it, but he calms some of the anger I was feeling with his simple words. You need favors with them? I lift an eyebrow and Marco moves closer to me. I'm not going anywhere, so. He shrugs and my heart speeds up. Marco doesn't always say what he's feeling. He'd rather take action. Doing something about a problem is what he understands. But I'm the type that needs the words. But I want to show him that I can speak his language too. You love me, I say, and it's not a question. His actions since the moment we met have shown nothing but love. 
From the very second he sat down at my table, he knew he belonged there just as I knew it too. How could I not? He moves to stand in front of me and I tilt my head back to look up at him. I slide my hands up his broad chest and wrap my arms around his neck. His hands go to my hips as he pulls me tight to him and I'm showing him that I love him too. He can tell me about what's going on later. I don't need his explanation right now. This is me showing him that I'm all in. Make love to me, I say as I pull him down so I can press my lips to his. Chapter four, Marco. I kiss her softly before I place my hand lightly against her neck. You're not going to dictate how this goes, baby. I rub my nose against hers and I feel her warm breath against my lips. You can ask all you want, but we both know you like it when I'm in charge. I push on her slightly as I match her step for step until her back is against the wall. She looks up at me with her red lips slightly parted, and I put my fists on either side of her. Do you have any idea what you do to me, Gia? I can feel the heat between us pulsing like a living, breathing thing. I've spent my life holding back, but from the moment I saw you, I lost all control. That doesn't sound so bad, she says, sliding her hands through my hair. I'm not good enough for you, but I can't let you go. I slide down her body until I'm kneeling in front of her, and then I undo her jeans. You had your chance to run. I don't want to run. She looks down at me as I pull her jeans off. I wouldn't let you, I admit. She really never did have the chance to get away, if I'm honest. I lean forward and press my nose against her panties and breathe her in. She smells like cinnamon and woman, even though I know she's still untouched. Marco, don't make me beg, she whines as she rolls her hips forward. I pull the peach cotton to the side and reveal her pretty pink lips. There's just a small strip of dark hair, and I lick my lips as I stare at it. Did you do this for me? I ask without looking up. Yes, she whispers, and I can hear the whine in her voice. Might as well be an arrow pointing the way. She gasps when I lean forward and lick her hungrily. I've been apart from her for too long, and I'm too desperate to have her. The taste of her makes me moan, and I grip her thighs tightly as I spread them wider. I flick my tongue over her clit rapidly, and she calls out my name. Fuck, it's too goddamn good, I say sucking on her lips and putting her legs on my shoulders. Don't stop. Her fingers grip my hair as she rocks against my mouth. I slide two fingers into her wet warmth and her pussy grips me impossibly tight. You expect me to get in this? She moans again, and I move them in and out like I'm fucking her. I'll be lucky if I can get the tip of my cock inside you with how tight you are. Her pussy drips down my fingers and I lick it up, burying my face between her legs. As long as I can come in here, I don't care if I get balls deep or not. Oh, God, Marco. Her fingers grip my hair so tight I think she might pull it out by the root. But her body is screaming for release and I can't deny her what she wants. I lick circles around her clit over and over until she screams out her release and calls my name. It's like a symphony in my ears and I smile against her pussy as I lick her gently. My fingers slow and I slip them from her and lick those clean too. 
Her legs are relaxed, and she hums her satisfaction as I put her on her feet long enough for me to stand up and then scoop her up in my arms. Are we going to sleep now? She says with her eyes closed and her head resting against my chest. If you do, you'll miss the best part, I say, and she laughs against my chest. My cock is hard and aching for her as I put her in the middle of the bed and strip her panties off. I take off my clothes and then get between her legs. I push her sweatshirt up and see she isn't wearing a bra. Did you walk around all day like this? I ask as I lean down and suck on one of her nipples. Marco! She cries out when I run my teeth across it and then bite the soft skin under her breast. These are mine now, Gina. I spread her legs, running the length of my cock through her sticky folds. This is mine too. Yes, she moans, arching her back and closing her eyes. Every part of you belongs to me, I say, and I wait until she opens her eyes. That means you only go without a bra when I'm with you. So when I want to reach under your shirt and play with your nipples, I can. I lean down and suck the other one as I keep on rubbing my rock-hard cock between her lips. I'm teasing both of us, and I know it. I'm yours, Marco. Don't make me wait. I pull her sweatshirt off and toss it on the floor so she's completely bare under me. Her body is long and curved right where I can hold on tight, and I've never wanted anything more. Tell me you love me, I say as I stare into her eyes. There's a voice in the back of my head that's demanding she say it first because I'm terrified to do it myself. Being rejected my whole life has kept the walls around me firmly in place. But this woman is a bulldozer, and she's busted her way through, and now I'm scared to death of what might happen. Her hand is gentle on my face as she smiles at me softly. I love you, Marco Taylor, and I will love you every day for the rest of my life. I close my eyes and let her words sink in, because I've never heard them before. I bury my face in her neck so that she can't see how hard it just hit me and how close I am to coming undone. I love you, I whisper under her skin. She squeezes me tight. As I say the words, she wraps her legs around my waist and my cock sinks deep inside her body. Her heat wraps around me, and though she tenses for a moment, I hold myself as still as I can so that I don't hurt her after the gift she's given me. She's my everything, my world, and I don't want to do anything that might break that. I love you, I say again as I kiss my way to her lips. I love you. Now that the floodgates have opened, there's no one doing it, and I can't stop telling her what she means to me. I thrust into her impossibly tight sheath slowly as her body adjusts. Her hands rub up and down my back as I brace myself on my elbows and make love to her, just like she asked me to. I feel her body respond as her pussy grips me harder and I grind against her clit. I hold myself deep when her legs spread and her back arches. She doesn't hold back while her pleasure rockets through her and she calls out my name again. For as long as I live, I will never get tired of hearing it on her lips when I'm inside of her. The pulses in her pussy squeeze me and I'm forced to come inside of her. The release is pulled from me hot and fast and I'm barely able to hold myself up as I climax. I grunt on top of her as I nearly crush her body, but roll us over at the last second. She's spread out on me with my cock still buried deep as we both try to catch our breath. I love you, I say, kissing the top of her head, and she looks up at me with soft eyes. I love you too. 
I wrap my arms around her, and we lie in silence for a long moment. I listen to her heartbeat and play with her hair, and I'm so content, I feel like I could fall asleep. But just as I close my eyes, there's a thunderous sound coming from the living room, and we both jerk awake. Oh, shit, Gia says as she tries to get off of me, but I hold her tight. What was that? I say, and her eyes meet mine. I think my brothers are here. Her words are solemn, and anger slices through me. How dare they try and barge in and disrupt this sacred moment? I hope they're ready for a fight. Welcome back. Hey, I'm still here. Um, it is Tuesday, so I'm going to mention a few Reby Romance authors that have some releases out. And Susan Stoker has one. She has Defending Harlow. That one is one of her KU books. So you can get that one at KU. It also already has an audiobook for it. And then a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Willow Winters on, and she has another book out in the Irresistible Attraction series, A Single Touch. Awesome. So both of those are live today. Kick ass. You can grab those out. And it's not like an Alexa Riley release where you're like, will it actually go live? Because you're waiting on April. Oh, those God. Those will be live because there are pre-orders for them. <laughs> We're going to have to start doing pre-orders or some shit. I can't take the stress <laughs> of our book's We're not sorry. going live. <laughs> We publish them the same time. Sometimes they go live, like, immediately, and sometimes it's, like, days. We're like, what's happening? I know. It's not our fault. We promise. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance.